Boys and Girls, your attention, please. Presenting a new exciting radio program featuring the thrilling adventures of an amazing and incredible personality. Faster than an airplane, more powerful than a locomotive, impervious to bullets. Up in the sky, look, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's... Buck Benny speaking. Welcome to another episode of Superman, or actually three episodes. I'm starting to put them in chunks of three, so that I can have uh, the episodes broken half. So you end up getting the first three parts, then next week you'll get the next three parts. Tonight, uh, I thought I would just talk about the actual episodes themselves. I've been talking about lots of other things with Superman, because I'm so excited to bring this series to you. But tonight's episodes are really interesting. They they present kind of a change in direction a little bit from the previous Supermans we've had. Uh, first, let me say, uh, talk a little bit about Clark Kent. Uh, Clark, <laughs> he would be tough to work with. Uh, he's he's basically, apparently, always trying to help folks, but he puts you in situations that are very dangerous and acts like he's all cocky and... Uh, has control over these situations that he apparently doesn't, and he disappears when you need him the most. So, so you would think you'd start going, hmm, do I really want to hang around Clark Kent anymore? I don't know. But on the other hand, he disappears, and then all of a sudden Superman comes and saves the day. It's uh, quite a coincidence. Uh, <laughs> the other thing is, Clark's ideas are pretty out there and pretty crazy. Uh, tonight, the first episode, he has the craziest idea yet. Uh, he'd, he'd be saying this, and I think anybody would be looking at him going, what, are you insane? Uh, anyway, <laughs> the uh, the first episode is very entertaining, and so is, this whole evening is going to be entertaining for you, all ep- all three episodes. Um, there's just a, what, the change that's happened is there's just going to be a lot more action. Uh, boy, they, they really turned it up here, at least for these first couple episodes, and you hear, and you see, um, uh, Clark and Jimmy Olsen get into situations that are uh, pretty darn dangerous, and you go, hmm. The other thing I wanted to give you guys a warning, uh, you might want to listen to the first episode uh, first before you play it for your young children, because uh, there's just some bits of it that uh, are kind of dark, but uh, I think it'll be <laughs> it's fine. Uh, you don't really hear... Uh, anything happening. It's just some of the things they describe, um, probably not the best, but um, but two, uh, three fun, fun episodes to, to listen to. And as adults, you kind of just listen to them and go, what? Uh, <laughs> and as a kid, I think you just go, wow, this is cool. Lots of stuff happening. Anyway, without any further ado, here are some crazy, wonderful episodes of Superman, featuring Jimmy Olsen and Superman, I think. I don't know if Lois is in these or not, this particular set, but anyway, enjoy, and we'll talk more about Lois in upcoming episodes. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman. Mighty visitor from another world who came to Earth when the planet Krypton was destroyed by quakes and explosions. Superman, 
who can bend steel in his bare hand, leap tall buildings at a single bound, race a speeding bullet to its target, and who walks about among human beings as champion of the weak and the oppressed in his character of Clark Kent, news reporter. As our story opens today, Kent has returned from dealing with the Dinelli gang of racketeers has taken up his routine duties in the office of the Daily Planet. Already a new and thrilling assignment lies just ahead. So far, Kent knows nothing about it. You find him at his desk, knocking out a story on his typewriter, while Jimmy Olsen, the planet's copy boy, hangs around in open admiration. Hi, Mr. Kent. Anything I can do for you? Huh? Oh, no. No, thanks, Jimmy. Doing a follow-up on the Denali story? No, this is something else. Oh. Wouldn't be anything about that airplane story, would it? What was that about an airplane story? Gee, didn't you see it? All about them planes crashing down the Bridger Field out west? Boy, it's keen. Oh, I guess I missed it. What's so keen about planes crashing? That's pretty serious. Well, I didn't mean it that way. It's just that I go for anything about planes. Wow, budding pilot, eh? You said it, Mr. Kent. The minute I get old enough. <laughs> well, you've got quite a while to wait, Jim. Beat it now. Go somewhere else while I finish this story. Okay, Mr. Kent. But if I ever get a chance to fly, I'm telling you, the Daily Planet will need another copy boy. Kent. Calling me, Mr. White? Yes. Come in my office a minute, will you? I got somebody here I want you to meet. Sure thing. Coming right along. Close the door and pull up a chair. Kent, this is Mr. Hamlin of the National Air Service. Flew for Uncle Sam during the war. Manages private transport service now. How do you do, Mr. Hamlin? Glad to know you, Mr. Kent. Uh, you're not handling anything important now, are you, Kent? No, sir. Now that the Dinelli gang is cleaned up. Fine. Hamlin's going back west to Bridger Field tomorrow, and you're going with him. Bridger Field? <laughs> you look a little startled, Mr. Kent. You've seen the stories, Kent? Well, I've, I've been hearing about them. Five crashes of planes in two weeks. Uh, that's right, isn't it, Ed? Six. Oh, yes, yeah, six. In the space of the past two weeks, Kent, one of the most remote, least known airports in the country, six brand new transport planes have come down and flamed. What? All of them? Every single one, Mr. Kent. Oh, what's the answer? Well, that's what we'd like to find out. Mr. Hamlin's a friend of mine, and I've told him you're a little bit more than the average reporter. Uh, uh, not much more, uh, but a little. I'm giving you quite a build-up, Mr. Kent. If there's a story out there, Kent, you get it. And if you can find out at the same time what's happening to our plane... Great Scott, Mr. Hamlin. You mean to say you don't know? Mr. Kent, we haven't the faintest idea. The thing's weird, unbelievable. But what about the pilots? The men on board, what do they say? So far, there haven't been any survivors. What? It's more than an accident, Kent. It's designed. Cold and deliberate and deadly. Mr. White, what makes you say that? Uh, go on, Ed. Tell him what you told me yesterday. Know anything about Bridgerfield, Mr. Kent? No, not a thing, except that it's way out in the southwest Rockies. Right. Most desolate country in the world. Down near the border. Completely surrounded by rocks and ravines and miles of desert. If a plane comes down anywhere except on the field, well, it cracks up, that's all. But these planes, the ones you're talking about... I'm getting to that. I just wanted to explain the lay of the land first. Is the field near any town, Ed? Twenty miles, more or less. Del Rio is just over the border. Uh, what's at Del Rio? Oh, the usual thing. Gambling joints, racetrack. Oh, yes, yes, uh, the circus. The what? Well, it's one of our amusements. It's the Lawback Tent Show. Have you heard of it? No, not me. Well, it's not a very big one, but it comes every year and it saves us from dying of boredom. That is, it did until two weeks ago. What happened then? First of the accidents. Oh. Since then, we've not been bored. Excuse me, Mr. White. Telegram from Mr. Hammond. Oh, yes, thank you. I, I told them I'd be here. Uh, excuse me, will you, gentlemen? 
Great heavens. Ed, Ed, what's the matter? It's another accident. Yes, another accident. Another plane crashed in flames. Everyone killed just as it approached the field. Ed, what's going on out there? Wait a minute. Look here. I've changed my mind. I said we'd go back tomorrow. Ready whenever you are, Mr. Hamlin. This business can't go on. It's devilish and human. There's something behind it. Kent, I'm going to Pritchard Field today. If you want to come along, Kent, well, meet me at the city airport in one hour. What's the time, Kent? Four o'clock. Be daylight pretty soon now. Now you can see it getting lighter in the east already. Uh, following wind. Another two hours and we're there. The ship of mine is fast. I only hope nothing else has happened in the meantime. Well, go on with what you were saying, Mr. Hamlin. Oh, yes, yes, uh, about the plane. Yes. I didn't tell you everything, Kent. No? No, I've been saving this for the last. I didn't want you to think I'd gone crazy, lost my mind. What is it? Well, in those six crashes, when we went out and examined the wreckage, there wasn't a trace of a motor. What? No, I don't expect you to believe it, but it's true. The engines of every one of those six planes simply vanished into thin air. And that's one of the reasons I say this whole business is any accident. It's been planned and someone's behind it. But who is he, Captain? What's he trying to accomplish? What was that? What happened? Hey, there's a hole in the window. Something went through the glass. Take a look back in the baggage compartment, will you, Ken? If there's anything wrong, something may be loose. That might have been a bolt. Call back if you find anything. Mr. Kent! Mr. Kent! Mr. Kent! What the... Mr. Kent! Mr. Hamlin, there's someone aboard. What's that? Mr. Kent, I'm in the baggage compartment. Open Hamlin, the door. Hamlin, we've got a stowaway. Jimmy! Jimmy Oates! Don't be sorry, Mr. Kent. I sneaked on board at the airport, Mr. Kent, and I just had to come. You mean to say you've been hiding in there all the way? I wouldn't have come out now, only something's happened. I had to tell you. What are you talking about? Mr. Kent, there's a plane coming up behind. Coming up fast, and they're shooting at us. What? I tell you, they are. Didn't you hear the bullet a minute ago? Look, out and back. You can see your wing lights. You're right. There is a plane back there. And they're shooting with a machine gun. Come on, Jimmy. Climb out of that compartment. Something's happened to Mr. Hamlin. Jiminy, the plane. Vinning, it's out of control. Quick. Mr. Hamlin, what's he doing? Mr. Hamlin. Listen. Jimmy, Mr. Hamlin's been shot. One of those bullets. Here, quick. Help me get him out of there. I've got to get to those controls. Mr. Kent, can you fly? Yes, enough to land this plane. Quick. I've got him. That's it. I'll lay him on the floor here. Quick, Mr. Kent. Grab the controls. Bring her out of that spin. All right, Jimmy. Look after Mr. Hamlin. I can handle her. Oh, boy. That's it, Mr. Kent. You got her. What about that other plane? Where is it? Hey, Mr. Kent, they're shooting again. They're right on our tail. They're trying to get over us, Mr. Kent. What do we do? Not much we can do while I'm sitting here. Jimmy, didn't I see a rifle in the baggage compartment? There is one. Do you want it? Bring it here, fast. There's just a chance. Here you are, Mr. Kent. Look here, Jimmy. You said you wanted to fly. Well, now's your chance. What do you mean? More bullets. They'll get us in a second now. Quick, Jimmy. Slip in here and take the controls. Hold her just as she is. Can you do it? I'll sure try. Give me the stick. Just as she is now. Hey, Mr. Kent, where are you going? I'm going to take that rifle and climb it on the wing. If there's any shooting being done, I guess we can do it as well as they can. Stay with it now, Jimmy. Hang on to those controls and don't lose your nerve. I'll be all right. Now then, out on the wing... Good thing it's dark. I wouldn't want Jimmy to see his friend Clark Kent take a header into space as Superman, which is just what he's going to do. Out we go. Out and back. Faster. Faster. I think I'll just take one fast dive of their propeller. Here we go. 
does it? Down they go. I'll just dive down after them and find out what this is all about. Jimmy. What's the matter with Jimmy? Our plane's going down to it in a tailspin. Gotta get back there. Up we go. Up, up, and faster. Mr. Ken, come back. Mr. Ken. All right, Jimmy. Here I am. What's the matter? The plane. It's spinning. It's out of control. What's wrong? Wait, Scott, where'd that oil come from? Take this stick. We're going down. Move over. That's it. I have it. Mr. Kent, that oil. All over the glass. I can't see it. The broken line. Sprays over everything. Can't go far this way. The motor. It's missing, Mr. Kent. We've got to land. Hang on, Jimmy. Don't lose your nerve. We'll go as far as we can this way, and then we'll see. Mr. Kent, the motor, it's getting worse. It'll stop running any second now. Listen. High over the wastelands of the southwest, with a missing motor and a wounded man in the cockpit, young Jimmy Olsen and Clark Kent looked desperately for a landing place in the great darkness of early dawn. Who was trying to shoot Hamlin's plane down, and why? What can Superman do to foil the plans of an enemy? who so far is not even known. Tune in next time and follow the exciting story. Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! And now, Superman. Champion of the weak and the oppressed. Valiant fighter for truth and justice. Who is faster than an airplane. Stronger than a locomotive. And who walks the earth as a man among men in the character of Miles Clark Kent. News reporter for the Daily Planet. When we last saw him... Superman, as Clark Kent was speeding westward in a plane with young Jimmy Olsen, office boy from the Daily Planet City Room, and the badly wounded form of Ed Hamlin of the National Air Service. Another plane followed them and attempted to bring them down with machine gun bullets. With Hamlin badly hurt and young Jimmy at the controls, Superman fought off the mystery ship and returned to help Jimmy, only to find that a broken oil line had put their own plane in imminent danger of crashing. As our story continues today, the plane with its motor failing and Kent at the control searches desperately for a landing place in the great darkness below. Listen. Mr. Kent, what about it now? How are we doing? Can't tell you, Jimmy. We're losing altitude all the time. No telling how much longer we can keep up airspeed. It's still pretty dark. How's Mr. Hamlin doing? I don't know, Mr. Kent. He's moaning a little now and then, but he's not conscious. Take another look below. See if you see anything. Mm, not yet. Wait a minute. I do see something. Mr. Kent, it's a light. And there's, a, there's a light off to the left. There's two sort of streaks out in front of me. What are you talking about? Where? Look, don't you see it? Great Scott, Jimmy, that's a railroad. What you see is the headlight of a train and those streaks are the tracks. We're right over it, Mr. Kent. That is, we're over the tracks. The train's back a little ways, but she's coming right along. All right. I can't see much of this oil all over the window, but here goes. Stand by, Jimmy. Grab hold of something. I'm putting her down. Gee, Mr. Kent, I hope we don't crack up. We hit. We made it. Jimmy, we've landed. Half a minute now till I bring it to a standstill. Look out for Hamlin. Boy, that was perfect, Mr. Kent. I never even got a bump. Grab hold of that flashlight. Out you go now, quick. Open the door and jump down. 
Mr. Kent, there she comes. Thank heavens, we're near the tracks. Run for it, Jimmy. Wave that light. Wave it in circles. Mr. Kent, they'll never see us. They won't stop. Yes, they will. Now, here we are. Now then, stand just where you are and wave that light. They see us. They see us. Hey, anybody back there? What's going on? Hi there. Gee, I'm certainly glad you stopped. What's that? Who are you? Listen, I flagged down the train. We just had a forced landing in an airplane. Two men and a boy. Where is he, anyhow? Jimmy! Jimmy! Here, Mr. Kent. Gee, they certainly stopped after all, didn't they? Hey, listen. You say an airplane. Who are you, anyhow? I'm a newspaper reporter. I'm away to Bridger Field. This is my, uh, my assistant. Oh, boy. Just a little way back, you'll find a wounded pilot in the plane. What's your name? What's that got to do with it? But you must know it's Kent. Clark Kent. Of the Daily Planet and the best guy in the business. Now listen, mister. Never mind about our pedigrees. We've got to get our pilot to the nearest hospital. He's hurt. Hospital? Yes. There's a hospital at Del Rio. That's where we're going. Well, lend us a hand, will you? We don't want to hold you up any more than we have to. Here comes your gang, mister. Oh, come on, man. You look as if you'd seen a ghost. Mister, our plane's right near the tracks, and Mr. Hamlin needs help. Let's go. The brakeman of the circus train looks as if he'd seen a ghost, and perhaps he has. For some time later, when Jimmy and Kent are safely aboard, with the wounded Mr. Hamlin in a bunk and the circus train again on its way... The brakeman slips into a small, specially soundproof compartment which contains a shortwave two-way radio. He speaks with a strange and little-known figure in Del Rio, the silent man who handles animals for the Lawback Tent Show, who is known as Professor Hagen. Listen. You say the man and the boy are aboard the train now? And the pilot. There was three up. The pilot looks like he'd been shot. And so he was. He was trailed all the way east. And when he started back with that reporter, we sent a special plane to follow them and bring them down. Boss, what's up? Never mind. Something may happen at any moment. Great events are moving toward Bridger Field, my friend. What do you mean? Your job is where you are. The man Kent must not arrive. You understand? I understand. You say there's a boy? Yeah. He had a boy with him when we picked him up. Very well. Possibly you might show the boy and Kent the animals. Huh? Show them the animals? Mean on board the train? Precisely, Balto. Show them the snake. Show them the gorilla. Yes, the gorilla will do very nicely. In the car by himself, isn't he? Boss, listen, he's dangerous. He's half crazy. Excellent, Balto. Make sure of his cage door. You understand what I mean? The cage door? I don't get you. Before you let the man and the boy enter the gorilla's car, make sure of the cage door. Leave the latch off. That's all, Bolton. I get you. I'll... I'll make sure. Is that all? That's all. Report what happened. say we can really look at the animals? Sure, why not? Gosh, isn't he a swell guy, Mr. Kent? Well, he's certainly doing the honors, all right. What's your name, mister? Baldo. They call me Baldo. Watch out for the door. Say, what are we stopping for? We are stopping, aren't we? Yeah, we're stopping, all right. Reckon we take on water here. Gee, 
This open car is funny. Where's the gorilla? Just ahead. He's got a car all to himself. What's his name? Jojo. Is he uh, very wild? Wild? Jojo? <laughs> Say, mister, he's so tame, he eats right out of my hand. Skeet! What's that? That's Jojo. Hey, he doesn't sound tame. <laughs> He's just having fun. He's lonesome. There uh, isn't any chance of his getting out of his cage, is there? Out of his cage? Yeah. Mister, that cage is solid steel bars, two inches thick. Here we are. This is Jojo's car. There you are. That's Jojo. Hey, aren't you coming in? I'll be back. I got to see what's doing on the side. You're sure it's all right? Oh, sure. Jojo loves business. Stay as long as you like. Well, that's Jojo, Jimmy. He's certainly big enough. Boy, and how? All right, now, Jojo. All right, it's only us. Mr. Kent, he's getting madder all the time. You don't suppose he can get out, do you? I hope not, Jimmy. He may be as tame as that fellow said, but he might not know us for friends. Mr. Kent, the door, the cage door. Something's gone wrong. The door swung open. What do we do? What do we do? He's getting ready to spring. Quiet, Jimmy. Edge back toward the door. Don't make any sudden move. He isn't doing anything so far. He's making up his mind. I'll stay where I am. Mr. Kent, the door. It won't open. It's locked. Locked? It can't be shaken. I tell you, it is. Look out, he's coming. Jimmy, make for the window. Jump right through. I'll hold him back. Quick. Mr. Kent. Mr. Kent. Quick, I'll help you. I'll break the glass. There. Out you go. Now then. Come ahead, Jojo. I don't know what's back of this. That door didn't go down by chance, but can't stop for that now. See what happens when a gorilla meets a superman. Come ahead, Jojo. Sorry about this. I know you're just fooling, but it's mighty rough for anybody else. Don't fight. I'll have to pin your ears back. You can't do a thing to me, Jojo. This is just the beginning of what I'm going to do to you. Get back. I said back. All right, let's see how you bounce. Oh, now you're really angry, eh? All right, I've got enough. Back in your cage, Jojo. Back in your cage. I have to carry you there. Come on. I said, come on, you can't fight me, Jojo. No use, you can't do it. If you try fighting, you'll break your teeth. Here's your cage, Jojo. In you go. There. Quick now. Hold the door back in place. There. That does it. Safe and sound in the cage. Now, where's Jimmy? Where's that Franklin? What's going on? We're moving. We've left the siding. Jimmy! Jimmy, where are you? Jimmy! You there, boss? I'm here, Balto. What's your report? Something went wrong. Wrong? The gorilla got loose. The guy put the kid out the window, then he went to it with a gorilla. Well, well... Boss, he put him back in the cage. What? Aldo, you're a fool. It's not possible. But never mind that. There's something far more important. Where's the man Kemp now? Boss, listen. When he put the kid out the window, we was on a side. Yes, yes. Then we started up, and the kid got left. So the guy dropped off and went back. What? Kemp's not on the train? Are you sure? I tell you, he's back in the middle of nowhere. Good. This serves just as well. Now, listen, Baldo. Big things will happen in the next few days. Huh? At Bridger Field? At the field. I've just heard something which I'll tell you when I see you. Hurry back, Baldo. Hurry back and forget the boy in the man camp. If they die in the desert, so much the better. 
Hurry, Balto. I have news when you get to Del Rio. Big things just over the horizon. Danger threatening Bridger Field with the airplane pilots all unknowing. And meanwhile, what of Kent and young Jimmy Olsen alone in the trackless desert? Tune in next time and follow the exciting story. Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Now, Superman, valiant fighter for truth and justice, champion of the weak and the helpless, who has appeared on Earth with a physical structure never before attained by mortal man. Superman, who is stronger than a locomotive, faster than a speeding bullet, and who walks about among human beings as Miles Clark Kent, news reporter for the Daily Planet. When we last saw him... Superman, in his character of Clark Kent, was on his way to Bridger Field, a private airport in the southwest, to investigate a series of mysterious plane crashes. As our story continues today, some time has passed, and Kent and Jimmy have reached Bridger Field. And he and Kent are beginning their investigation. Listen. Here's my office, Kent. Close the door and pull up a chair. Where's young Jimmy? I, I believe he went into Del Rio with one of your men. Jimmy's still young enough to be attracted by a circus. I still don't understand how you and Jimmy finally got here. I thought I told you. Jimmy got left on that siding, and I hopped off the train and went back to find him. And we just waited till the next freight came along and rode in on that. But about that gorilla... You're lucky you're still alive to tell about it, Ken. Don't I know it. That wasn't any accident, Hamlin. What? I say that wasn't any accident. That cage door was left unlatched, and whoever did it meant to do it. Good heavens, Kent. Why? Well, that's what I'd like to know myself. And also, why was our plane attacked in the air? Why did they come after us with machine guns? No, it's mad. Perfectly mad. I've had traces out all over the country. That attacking ship has simply vanished. And yet we know it crashed. You said that, didn't you? Oh, yes. Yes, it crashed, all right. But I'm not surprised it vanished. You're not? Hamlin, any power that could bring down six planes during their test flights... Right over this airport, wouldn't have much trouble in disposing of a single plane out in the desert. Can't think what you're saying. I know what I'm saying, Hamlin. I'm absolutely convinced that the cause of the wrecks at Bridger Field is deliberate and human. A big pardon, sir. Yes? Radiogram just came in. Marked urgent. All right, Bailey, you needn't wait. Excuse me, will you, Kent, please? Yes, certainly. This is news. Am I allowed to ask? Hmm. We're being investigated now, all right? There's trouble ahead, Kent. What do you mean? Well, this says arriving Bridger, 12.30. And it's signed Fuller. Oh? Who's Fuller? Oh, just the president of the National Air Service, that's all. What? That Fuller? Yeah, the president of the lines, Kent. He does things like this all the time. Flies his own plane wherever he goes. Supposed to keep us on our toes and have the big boss drop in by himself and unannounced. Matter of fact, that is... Wait a moment, what's the time now? Quarter past twelve. Hmm, that's about fifteen minutes more time than he usually gives us. What's that? Your clock's out of whack. No, no, no. That's the automatic radio warning. Weather report coming out of Del Rio. Oh. Uh, switch it on, will you? Sure. 
Don't you get weather reports from the government? Oh, yeah, sure. We just use this as a check. Funny how often they don't check. <laughs> Wait till it warms up, Norman. All right, here it comes. Italian broadcasting station. Del Rio weather forecast for northern Sonora and Chihuahua. Important. Storm coming. Plane will meet arriving gales in next or possibly few hours or minutes. They should use precaution for all our gale force. I will repeat. Weather forecast. Oh, shut it off, shut it off. He's out of his mind. <laughs> That's the dizziest line of talk I ever heard. Well, to be fair to the fellow, you see, he's a Mexican translating into English as he goes along. Oh. But even then, there aren't any gales coming. Oh, is he always that far off base? Oh, no, no. <laughs> Only on his really important stuff. Mm-hmm. When he says important, you can but almost bet he'll be wrong. <laughs> well, now, getting back to the trouble. Yes, there are several mighty interesting points, Hamlin. For one thing, what happened to the motors? Mm. You remember you told me in the plane just before you got hurt that in every single one of the wrecks when you got to them, you found the motors missing? Mm, that's right. They simply vanished. Well, how do you explain it? Can't I can't explain it. It's fantastic. Not possible. I beg pardon, sir. Yes, what is it, Bailey? It looks like a dust storm coming up, sir. Dust storm? Where's it coming from? Over in the northeast, sir. Hey, that's sort of bad, isn't it, Hamlin? <laughs> what about Mr. Fuller? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. He has lucky to get here just about the same time the storm does. And that'll be our fall, too. Go on out to the field, Bailey. I'll be right out. We're expecting a plane. Very good, sir. Come along, Kent. There's really a dust storm coming. It's something to watch. All right. What are they doing with those planes? Getting them under cover. Hey, wait a minute. That does look like a storm at that coming right down the valley. <laughs> Alan, I think you did that Mexican announcer an injustice. Nonsense. He said gales, not dust storms. Well, maybe in Mexican they're the same thing. Hey, that seems pretty terrifying. Is it as bad as it looks? Well, it gets good and dark, and then everything is inches deep in dust. Uh-huh. Thank heavens we don't get many of them, though. What I'm really worried about is Fuller. Well, he'll turn back when he sees it, won't he? Him turn back? <laughs> you don't know him. How can he see the land? He can't, unless he gets there first. When did he say he'd get here? 12.30, wasn't it? Must be pretty near that right now. Is he prompt? On the nose. Maybe sooner. Because if he's coming from the west, he's got a following wind. What do you mean? The wind's with the storm, isn't it? No, no, only near the ground. I haven't time to explain it all now. Mr. Hammond? Yes? There it is. Wind coming in from the west. Hmm. Where? I don't see it. Yeah, there it is. It's just a speck. It's growing all the time. Well, the fool, he can see what's happening. Why doesn't he turn back? Hey, if he doesn't work fast, he'll meet the dust head on. It's coming down the valley hard, Hamlin. Say, there's some in the air already. Can't you? would better get inside. Get under shelter. When it hits, it's bad. I may do that. It gets into your throat and your eyes. Wait a minute. Where is he now? Coming fast, sir. I don't think he'll make it. The dust will get here before he can get down. Bailey, warn the ambulance crew. Tell him to stand by for a crash. Hamlin, he's lower. He's going to try to make it. Oh, it's touch and go. Oh, we ought to go back. Look, he's down to a thousand feet, and here comes the dust. Kent, Kent, you get back. Get inside the house. Okay, Hamlin. This isn't my job. I'll see you later. What's going on up there? What's happening? Mr. Hamlin, sir. He's trying to bank. He's going back. No, he'll never make it. Now he hasn't a chance. Baby, look. Mr. Hamlin. What the? He's in flames. He's burst into flames. Yo, it's just like all the others. He's on fire and he's going to crash. Emergency. Quick, quick, run for it. Not much time for this. Thank heavens for the storm. At least they think Clark Kent's still back in the house. Now for that plane. Up, up, faster, higher. Getting there. Noise of fire blazing. I was afraid of that. I thought they'd do it, whoever they are. Quick, quick. Gotta catch that plane before it crashes. Here we are. Oh, what heat. 
Now then, right through the cabin. Fuller! Mr. Fuller! Oh, help! Help! I can't see! Who's that? Uh, he's out. Unconscious. Great heavens, it's like a furnace. Motor's on fire. Quick, over my shoulder. We're almost on the ground. Going to crash any second. Out! Out and away! Mr. Fuller, you're sure you feel all right now? Yes, certainly. Perfectly all right. That was a nasty crash, Mr. Fuller. I don't think I know this gentleman, Hammond. I beg your pardon, sir. He's the fellow that pulled you out of the wreckage. We didn't even know he was there. Well, that wasn't anything. He hadn't got you when he did, well... Oh, sir, I'm obliged to you. He's Mr. Kent, sir. Clark Kent. Mr. Kent, all I can say is thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, now then, Hammond... I'm here for two reasons. First, to find out what's been going on. We'd like to know that ourselves, sir. Disgraceful. Absolutely disgraceful. What's it all about, eh? Mr. Fuller, sir, we don't know. We haven't any idea. If I'd known you were coming, I'd have warned you off. Warned me off, eh? Warned me off? Well, well, sir, you saw what happened, even to you. Precisely. And I shall stay here till the whole thing is solved. But that's not the most important thing, Hamlin. No, sir? Hamlin, this is Tuesday. Quite so. On Thursday evening, just 48 hours from now, or slightly more, this field will entertain a most distinguished visitor. What? Distinguished visitor? Coming here? Here and nowhere else. At the moment, I can't tell you who or what this visitor is. But if anything should happen here at the field... But, Mr. Fuller, sir, really, he shouldn't come. He shouldn't come? No, under the circumstances, I, I can't be responsible. Why must he come to Bridger? He's coming to Bridger for good and sufficient reasons. I can't tell you any more than that, except that you will be responsible. Well, Mr. Fuller, if you'll allow me a word, I think Mr. Hamlin is right. Unfortunately, sir, this is a decision for ourselves. Not that I mean to be rude, you understand, Hamlin. You have 48 hours to make Bridger feel secure and prepare for our guest. That's all. A big pardon, sir. No, 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 not now, Bailey. Mr. Kent, sir. Uh, yes? It's the boy, sir, young Jimmy Olsen. Well, what? Is, is he hurt? Has anything happened? No, sir, but he's back from Del Rio. Back from the circus, Mr. Kent. He says he's got to see you right away. He says it's important for you to come whatever you're doing. He says he's got to see you. Well, Events come marching thick and fast at the lonely airport of Bridger Field. Can Superman solve the mystery in 48 hours' time? Can he prevent accident to the distinguished visitor arriving on a mysterious errand? And what has young Jimmy Olsen discovered at the Lubbock Tent Show, where Professor Hagen works out his sinister plan? Tune in and follow the next exciting chapter of Superman. Up in the sky. Look. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine.